This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening this warning program. As I promised you last week, I've got Pastor Joe Kirkwood. His church is in Amarillo, Texas. I have him back with me. Pastor Joe, welcome back. Thank you for having me back on the program. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you and I were discussing, you had just returned from a mission trip of nine countries, seven yes. in Africa, and you, we did not get past Togo. There were so many testimonies. <laughs> I mean, Togo. Yeah. We did yeah. not even mention the, the country's names. So, uh, <laughs> Pastor Joe, I think uh, at least name the other countries in Africa. Okay, well, we... Uh we left the U.S., passed through Brussels, which is not in Africa, Brussels, Belgium. And then we went on, landed in Ghana, West Africa, and took a short hop over to the country of Togo. From Togo, we went to the Ivory Coast, or Côte d'Ivoire, if you're in speak French-speaking. Right. And uh, where we held a crusade there as well. From there, we went to Ethiopia. And from Ethiopia, we went to the country of Burundi. And uh, in Burundi, we actually drove to the border of Congo. We did not enter the Congo, but we went to the border to see the border for later uh, work that we may do. Then we went from there to Kenya and uh, ministered in, with pastors and spoke in churches and, and everything. Then from Kenya... We drove all across Kenya to Uganda, and I held a five-day miracle uh, meetings in a, in a big church there in Uganda. We worked with our orphanage there, and uh, then we flew from Uganda <clears throat> to uh, back to Ethiopia, from Ethiopia to Rwanda. And so from Rwanda, then we caught our flight home. So those were all the countries that we were in on the trip. So it was quite a number of wow. countries. Well, I'll tell you what, um, again, we talked about Togo last week and very exciting, mm -hmm. the miracles that, that uh, God did in Togo. Uh, what's another country out of, out of these that uh, you were on that uh, we want to talk about today? Give, get, get another country. Okay. Well, we, we left Togo and we went to the Ivory Coast. Now, in Ivory Coast, we had another crusade 
It was not as well attended. Uh, the one in Togo, as those who listened last week, uh, that was 60,000-plus people wow. and that received Christ, and it was just a huge mass of people. And Ivory Coast, there was probably about 3,000 uh, a night in the Ivory Coast, and uh, but we had uh, probably an ex- escalation of miracles, uh, maybe somewhat because we were afforded more opportunity to just personally pray for people uh, working the rope lines there at the crusade meeting. And uh, we literally had so many paralyzed people healed there. And we had uh, quite a number of blind healed also. But the, the paralyzed people, we, would, we were going down laying hands on them. And, and uh, one of the things that happens in, before I get into all of the, the miracles, but really want to talk about just another miracle touch on for a moment, that in these crusades, many times when you take the authority of Christ and you begin to declare the lordship and the authority of Christ in a region, it's similar to when Jesus went to the land of the Gadarenes, the demons show up. Yes. And just like the, the, when Jesus put his foot in the land of the Gadarene, the demoniac said, well, Jesus, Nader, why have you come to torment us? <laughs> Uh, it's it's like that, that when we get into these crusades, the people who are demon-possessed, the demons literally throw them on the ground. I think it's partly because the twofold. I think because the person has gone there and they want to be there, but the demons are fighting them. Sure. And many times they wind up on the ground riding in the dirt like a, a, a serpent. And so uh, this, I've experienced this all over Africa. You've probably experienced this when you've been there. But the, the ushers will pick them up a bag of potatoes and carry them through the crowd and bring them because it's their belief that you get closer to the presence of God, closer to the anointing, then the demons are going to be more harassed and the demons are going to want to leave the people. And uh, I've had them through the years just carry them up onto the platform and uh, everything and bring them bring them up on the platform and, and where they're carrying on, you know, writhing, onto the, writhing on the platform, rolling back and forth. And a lot of times they'll take a cloth and tie their feet together where they can't kick anybody. And it's true that uh, in that anointing, the demons start coming out of people. Many times we don't even have to lay hands on them. The demons just are looking for a place to exit and get out. Yes. Because the anointing is so strong, they don't want to be anywhere near the presence of God. And um, we found that to be true in the Ivory Coast uh, area, that people would, would just all in front of the platform would just be in on the dirt, just writhing and and carrying on and so we were would go down i would take some team members and go down and use it as an opportunity to teach them the team members how to cast demons out of people and uh so nightly we are casting demons out even sometimes while worship's going on on the platform or in this case my friend joan hunter was preaching one night and the demons 
began to manifest while she was praying for sick people, demonstrating healing on, on the platform. And we were casting demons out. And many times when the demons come out of people, the people suddenly realize they've been not only set free of a demon, but physically they get healed. And so we were having, uh, you know, quite a few of those, sometimes uh, 30, maybe 30, just a guesstimate, a night that demons were coming out of them. And quite a number of them would testify uh, that when the demon came out, all of a sudden, whatever illness or whatever thing they had wrong with them uh, left them. And of course, we know from the word of God that Jesus when he prayed for the sick, he took authority over demonic spirits. The woman who was bowed over, he took a authority over a spirit of infirmity, cast that out. The woman was healed. Another occasion, he took authority over a deaf and dumb spirit. And the person began to hear and, and was healed mentally as well. And so we see that, the, you know, that healing miracles coordinate, coordinate I can't even get the word out, co coordinate with or correlate is what i was trying to say correlate with uh the miracles because deliverance and miracles go hand in hand and so we were seeing that nightly and uh that that's an incredible miracle in and of itself seeing uh, people set free their countenance totally change and and they get healed and everything but um let, let me step back to saying these people who are paralyzed, many times they bring them, uh, family members, friends, they bring them and they put blankets down. And generally, you'll see these people even before the crusade, and they will bring the blankets and lay them down because they're paralyzed, many times from the waist down uh, type of thing. And so uh, each night during the Ivory Coast Crusade, we were seeing a lot of paralyzed people that were being healed. And then we would help them to stand up and uh, their legs would support them. And uh, these, these were people who hadn't walked in years. So many times their muscles are kind of weak, but they would stand upon their legs and we would hold their hands to steady them a little bit. And they would just start walking. And uh, over and over, we saw this happening night after night and uh, I will relate one story that I thought was so interesting was we went to a church after the crusades and we went to a large church and we ministered there in the large church and uh, we couldn't they couldn't fit any more people in the building and it was so hot in that building because the place was jammed the pastor made an impromptu decision to take everybody out into the courtyard, probably a, oh, they had a probably a two-acre plot of land next to the church, and so he just said, "All who want prayer, go out into the courtyard." So everybody started going out. In fact, I said, "Where's everybody going?" I didn't. He was speaking in another language. I didn't understand what he said, and so they told me that he had told all the people who wanted prayer to go out and so most of the church evacuated out into the out into this field and so we went out there and uh, they organized healing lines for our team members and each each of our team members stood at the head of a healing line and of course i 
I wanted in on the action myself. So, yes. so I said, I said, give me a healing line. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so I just started praying for people individually with an interpreter there to help me and just miracle after miracle. And, um, one of our teammates had a, had a leg that was paralyzed from the waist down. He's my son in the Lord, but he's really, we're about the same age. And uh, Charlie Peters, I've taken him all over the world with me and, and uh, just watched him grow. And so he prayed for Lay's paralyzed. She got healed and people were cheering and rejoicing. And I, of course, I was a proud papa. I was so proud of him, you know, for releasing that anointing. And so all around me, miracles are happening and I'm praying for all these people and various conditions tumors were vanishing out of people's bodies and things like that and uh and then one of the team members came and got me and said pastor said uh said there's a woman and uh, i've prayed everything i know but she is still blind would you would you come and pray for her well i wasn't all the way through with my line but i just asked them to hold on a minute and I went, and they had a, a woman probably in her 60s that <clears throat> was sitting in a chair, and uh, she was completely blind. They, she didn't see any light, and, and the, the sun is kind of going down, so it's starting to get dark, and I pulled out a flashlight on my phone and shined it in her, in her eyes, and she said she didn't, couldn't see anything. So began to ask some questions, uh, assuming that my, our team member had prayed all the normal things, you know, and because uh, I teach a teaching on about five doorways that the enemy uses to bring bring sickness and illnesses or intrusion, and uh, so I thought I need to I need to go through these doorways and see which one of these things the devil is using to attack this woman with blindness, and so began to ask questions, and I found out that she had a sister who was also blind, and they became blind later on in life. And uh, so I realized there is a generational curse that had fallen upon this family. And uh, genetic, you could say genetic or whatever, but it was a curse. And uh, so I began to deal with that in the spirit realm, and I began to break that and and apply the blood of Jesus Christ in in the courtroom of heaven to break the right that the enemy had to keep blindness upon this woman and to break it within the family. And uh, after I did that and I prayed, then I laid hands on her with the spirit, rebuked the spirit of blindness off her. And I laid hands on her, began to pray for her. And my, my friend, actually, that, that was there, uh, that the team member that had prayed, he uh, didn't know it till later, but he videotaped the whole thing. It's about a 10-minute video, but he videotaped it. And so I just began praying for her. And uh, all of a sudden, I just said, open your eyes and look around. Well, she started seeing light. And so we kept praying. And a little bit later, all of a sudden, she began to uh, she began to see my my hand and how many fingers I was holding up. And and it was you know a little fuzzy. But just as we continued to pray, it just began to get clearer and clearer and clearer until she was healed enough. She could stand up and she was able to walk out of there on her own that night and uh so these these are things that we that we saw uh happening from place to place that we would go and uh we we left ivory coast as i said and then we uh part of half of the team went back 
Joan Hunter had to return and part of the team had to get back. And so then I took the rest of the team and I uh, flew to, we were headed to Burundi, but we had to pass through Ethiopia. We flew to Ethiopia. The airlines put us up because they didn't have a direct flight. and We had to stay the night in Ethiopia. So the airlines actually put us up in a hotel. Well, while at the hotel, it was a big hotel. While at the hotel, we were actually praying for people. People were being healed in the in the hotel restaurant. Wow! And uh, two girls that were running a little thrift shop got healed. And and the reason I mention that is because I believe in my book, which is um, uh, entitled "Miracles Are Easy: How to Walk in Signs and Wonders Daily," and uh, is because I really believe that we are to see signs and wonders happen on a daily basis. I mean, even this week, I've had a lot of miracles happen at the church in Amarillo. And uh, so I say that because I want our listeners that are that are believers, I want you to be looking for opportunity, even when you're in a restaurant, when you're at a hotel, wherever you go, wherever you travel, uh, to be looking for opportunities and positive to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, because I'm convinced that Christians today are more tapped into the world than they are to the Holy Spirit inside of them. They're, they're more aware of their natural surroundings than they are about the spirit surroundings. And if we get tapped into the spirit realm, then we will begin to see miracles happening daily around us. And they're so. And the reason that the title of the book is Miracles Are Easy is because we're not the healer. Jesus is the healer inside of us. We just have to release him and that anointing into the life of the other person. So anyway, uh, we, we were seeing that happening. Then we, we left there. We flew on to Burundi. And in Burundi, we, uh, we really had a, just a powerful time there. We went. They showed us where the genocide had happened. They had almost a million people killed in 100 days' time. And we went, we went to the area where that genocide had happened and uh, where we're going to hold the crusade in the month of July. And we're expecting 100,000 people. We're, we're, we're going to have it on the same soccer field that the president used uh, when he was able to bring a military force in from another country and bring peace. And ever since then, Burundi has had nothing but peace since, uh, I believe it was 1994. And so uh, we're going to go there where they literally were walking through the streets. It's right in the middle of the capital city. They were walking through the streets and people were being killed. And we just felt God leading us to have this crusade in the very same place. And I said, you know, where, where people were killed, God's going to heal and resurrect and raise people up. And we're going to take back that region and that area where the devil had his heyday back in the 90s. And I believe that we're going to see, uh, you know, 50 to fifty to 100,000 people come to Christ each night in Burundi. Praise the Lord. And Yeah, it's just exciting. And then... Also, while we were in Burundi, we were told about uh, a pygmy tribe. Now, pygmies are people who are genetically dwarfed. They're, they're an unusual people group. 
and there's not too many of them around the world. Their life expectancy is only about 48 years due to genetic issues, and, and they're susceptible to diseases and things. And they've, they've uh, well, going back hundreds of years, they were, they were a hunted people group uh, because they were not very big. They were easy to conquer, and many warring tribes uh, conquered them. But years ago, this is just how God works. Years ago, I had a dream, and it's probably more than six years ago. I had a dream that I was preaching and ministering to a group of pygmies. And so while talking to some of the pastors and leaders, the the leader over the now the nation of Burundi, he's the leader of all the churches. And he is a he is a Baptist leader. Now there in Africa, in most of these countries, the Baptist, the Presbyterian, the Methodist. All of them are spirit-filled, speaking, they speak in tongues. And this brother was over 2,000, I think, 2,023 Baptist churches, and he said all of them are spirit-filled. And uh, so I was talking to him, and something came up in the conversation about this, this pygmy tribe that the government had been requesting help for because they, they were the poorest of poor in Burundi. And I, boy, my ears perked up, and I said, you know, it's interesting that I'd had a dream years before about preaching and ministering to a pygmy tribe. Well, the next thing I know, that's exactly what was underway, and we were able to minister to a pygmy tribe in Burundi and another one in Rwanda. Uh, the Congo also has some pygmy tribes, and uh, but wound up ministering to a whole pygmy tribe and we uh, we bought them, and this was impromptu. Our team literally, out of their own pockets, raised money on the spot, and we bought them uh, rice and beans and uh, plantain bananas and uh, sweet potatoes and, and some Irish potatoes. We bought them all these uh, items in order to uh, bless them and to minister to them. And so we preached to the pygmy tribes and guess what? All of them accepted Christ. There were probably, oh, I'm going to say 100 to 150 of them. And uh, I thought, you know, it, it was just an interesting life experience. <laughs> Amen. Ladies and, and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to The Warning Program. Again, whether you're watching or listening, and my special guest is Pastor Joe Kirkwood. His church is in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, Pastor Joe, give uh, the name of your church. The name of the church is Cornerstone Ministries in Amarillo, Texas. We have actually three branches, Cornerstone Worship Center, which is the church, Cornerstone Outreach Center, which is our branch that gives food, clothing to about 27,000 families in the Amarillo, Texas area. And then we have all the international ministries that we do in a number of different countries. Wow. So, well, that's exciting. And, and what is the book's name again? The name of the book, and it is on Amazon, is called Miracles Are Easy. And it's Walking in Signs and Wonders Daily is the subtitle. So you could enter my name, Joe Kirkwood, or you could enter Miracles Are Easy, and it will pop up on Amazon, and they can order on Amazon and actually have the book within two days time. 
Wonderful. Again, you've been listening or watching the Warning Program. Special guest has been Pastor Joe Kirkwood. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, miracles are real. You're going to enjoy this book. My phone number, 360-629-5248. My website, www.worldministries.org. And subscribe to Eagle Saving Nation so we can have another great awakening all through America. NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums. Uh, This is the only thing to help America, to stop tyranny from ruling America, is a church. The church is the answer. Uh, Joe, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always a joy being on this program. and I just speak blessing over your audience, and uh, I just pray that miracles, signs, and wonders will begin to happen in their life daily. Amen, Joe. Uh, Next week, Joe, I want to have you do a teaching on the five openings. Okay, sure. I'd love to do that because it's such a powerful thing to learn how the devil comes in because the Bible mentions 14 root demonic spirits, and uh, but there are five major doorways the, the enemy uses. And generally, when, when you don't see a healing, if I can sit down and counsel with the person and investigate a little farther, generally we can go ahead and see a miracle of healing happen by dealing with these doorways. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in again next week. God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.